grab your favorite warm beverage and a snuggly blanket to curl up in as we introduce you to Cozy Mysteries. Hello and welcome to Talk Bookish to Me, the podcast where readers gather to talk about books, share recommendations, and chase that five-star feeling. I'm your host, Gwen, and today I am joined by award-winning indie author Christy Meyer to explore this crime fiction subgenre whose sleuths are often amateurs and whose gritty crime and steamy sex take place off page. That is a perfect introduction for Cozies. And thank you so much for having me, Gwen. Like I am used to being like a podcast host. So being a guest is just such a treat and I love your show. So I'm just really excited to be here. Yes, thank you so much for joining me for today's chat. I feel like I have a subject matter expert on my hand because you read tons of cozies, um, which you discuss on your podcast, um, Get Cozy Podcast. So I have to ask, what's a book you like to recommend to everyone? And what are you currently reading? So those are my favorite questions because as like a basically a professional book pusher, there is nothing I like to do more than talk about book recommendations. So um, Shady Hollow by Juno Black is definitely my current book obsession. It is my go-to recommendation. And I do think it just like perfectly encapsulates the vibe of the entire genre uh, for Cozy Mysteries. And it is just like the ultimate comfort read. I have read it in every format. I have it on audio. I think I've listened to it like five times now because if I'm just like having a bad day, it's like, let's just go to Shady Hollow. Um, And so this book is set in this just like ridiculously charming woodland town. It's called Shady Hollow. And it follows an investigative reporter named Vera Vixen who solves murders that happen within her community. Uh, Vera Vixen does just so happen to be a fox. And so all of the characters in this series are forest creatures, which might sound cheesy, but it's actually just like completely adorable and fun. It's like Animal Crossing with murder, which is just like the perfect combination. I love that. Yeah, yeah like you, you don't get better than Animal Crossing and murder. So it's the great thing and uh, the author so it's two authors Sharon Nagel and Jocelyn Cole who are Juno Black and they were on my podcast recently and they're just like really sweet and funny so definitely recommend that one and then right now I am reading Curds of Prey by Karina Moss so important thing to note about cozies is we love our puns in cozy mysteries especially in the titles and so that one follows an amateur sleuth who runs a cheese shop so curds of prey i love that (laughs) is that the first in a series or is it part of that what's the first book in the series yeah so the first one Oh, now I'm going to off dead here. or something. Shatter off dead is the first. Okay. So I have that one, second. but I haven't read it yet. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. And then Curds of Prey is the third book. So it just came out, I think like last week and it's so great. Oh, that's awesome. I can't, I love cheese. So I'm yeah, so excited thanks. to start this series. <laughs> exactly. And it's one of those like cozy mystery books that will just leave you like so hungry. So <laughs> yeah, definitely plan your snacks accordingly. We'll have to have a cheese board when I exactly. start. Oh, exactly. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, Talkbook is to me as a bi-weekly podcast, but did you know if you join Patreon, you gain instant access to bonus episodes. For the cost of a Starbucks coffee, you can support the podcast and join a growing bookish community too. Discover all the perks available. Click the link in the show notes. So I'm so excited to kind of walk through cozy mysteries with you and help my listeners understand the genre a bit more or possibly introduce them to this wonderful cozy corner of the literary world. So my first question question is what sets cozy mysteries apart from regular mysteries? Ooh, so that is a great question. And to be completely honest, it's a little bit difficult to answer um, because there's a really big spectrum of coziness, right, within the genre itself. So if you imagine like the entire mystery genre as a giant spectrum and you've got like cozy mysteries on one end and then like dark psychological thrillers on the other end and in the middle we have like traditional mysteries but still the cozy mysteries have their own full spectrum and so you're gonna have like books on one end that are gonna be like super sweet have absolutely no on-page violence or sex and are just like very light and fun but then you also have cozies that really like toe up to that line of traditional mysteries um like I've absolutely read cozies that have some violence or like darker descriptions of the victim's body and then like all cozies absolutely do at least fade to black when it comes to sex scenes but some of them do go a little bit further than other ones do um and then we've got a lot of cozies and this is something i love we have a lot of cozies millennial cozies in particular that do include some like more serious social issues um they don't go into like the like the raw real like dark descriptions of those issues like traditional mysteries will but they do incorporate them and they incorporate incorporate them in a way that definitely like kind of packs a punch for readers and definitely has a theme and a point and I love that I love to see the evolution in that genre but the line between like cozy and traditional can get a bit fuzzy especially lately. Um, there's a lot of debate around books like The Thursday Murder Club springs to mind because it's got like a very cozy, charming setting, this lovely cast of characters and like some amateur-ish sleuths in it. But those books do include like those social issues, but they do them in a very raw and real way. And they're amazing, phenomenal books. I adore them, but they're definitely like traditional mysteries. And so it's kind of like the genres are trying to figure out who is where and then traditional publishing houses have a hard time like marketing them correctly as well. And then readers, we get so excited and something feels cozy and we call it cozy and it might not be cozy. So yeah, that's a that's a very like long, rambly and not very definitive answer to your question. But <laughs> I love it, though. I love how you said it's just kind of fuzzy and that there's like a spectrum. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, that really rounds it out. In my opinion, many readers wanted to read mysteries, but they didn't want to read about the graphic violence, swearing and sex. And now we have this wonderful subset of mysteries devoid of those things sometimes and readers can still get their sleuth on without the darker themes and visuals um, as things have evolved 
so have the rules. Um, cozies are still usually low in violence, um, like not graphic on page, and they're more lighthearted in tone. However, there's some that cater to the strict no sex, no swearing, and some that are a bit more, like you said, millennial, which I'll get to um, more in a minute. So I think that was very interesting um, when I was kind of looking more into the genre for this episode. I was like, that makes sense because we have the grandma cozy mysteries, <laughs> which I think is what everybody thinks of when they think cozy mystery initially, maybe when they're like, oh, I don't read cozy mysteries. But then we have this new you know, millennial cozy mysteries. So um, what about characteristics often found in cozies like the setting, crimes, things like that? Um, what are some characteristics that you can pull out of cozies that are, you know, traditional to cozies? Yeah, for sure. And I, I love that question because I do feel like we so frequently try to define a cozy by what it isn't instead of by what it is. So I like the way that you worded that so much. Um, and so first of all, like in a cozy, we're going to have a main character who's an amateur sleuth, meaning they're not like a trained police detective, but they have somehow been thrust into the position of solving a murder um, for whatever reason. Either they're the main suspect, a family member's the main suspect, what have you. So you have this like everyday person who steps into the role of like becoming a hero in their story. And I love that. I think that is such a cool message. And then in cozies, you also typically have a very close knit community. A lot of them are set in small towns, but not all of them. Some of them are big cities, but they still all have like a community feeling. Like if you think of um, only murders in the building, right? Like there's all the people that live in the Arconia are their own community. So it's kind of like that same vibe if the cozy is set in a big city. And then another thing that I love is our sleuths are typically individuals who are pursuing careers that are like passion-based careers. So they're bakers, they're coffee shop owners, they're quilters, they're winemakers, um, et cetera. Like there's so many different subgenres of cozies um, and I think that's a lot of fun. Like these sleuths are just like out there chasing their dreams. And I think that's another really cool message in the genre. Um, but most importantly in cozies, justice is always served, which I mean, we all know is not always the case in real life, sadly, but um, kind of similar to how like in a romance novel for it to be like shelved and categorized as a romance, the couple has to end up together. So with cozies, the killer has to be caught at the end of the book. Justice has to be served. Good has to triumph over evil. So like you as the reader going into the book, like, you know, no matter how like dangerous the situations that the sleuths find themselves in, like everything's going to be okay. And yes, there's a horrible crime, but it's going to be solved and justice is served at the end of the day. I love that. That's a very good point is it's kind of comforting to know everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. Um, what some readers refer to as grandma cozies feature a small town setting, a likable older female amateur sleuth as the lead. Um, again, the charming job, bookstore, bakery, apothecary. Um, they often have like a quirky group of friends or side characters. I think that's probably my number one favorite thing about cozies is the characters because you just have these like zany characters that you're like only in this small town do these people exist. And I just love it so much. 
Um, and then now we're seeing a trend of the millennial cozy mysteries, which the leads are usually younger, 20 to 30. Um, and the book settings don't have to only be in a small town. Maybe they move to a big city, but you're focusing on like a borough or, you know, a neighborhood or something like that. Um, and then this, we're finally seeing marginalized main characters and authors, which we love. And we're seeing some sex fade to black and language pop in as well, but we're still for the most part avoiding graphic violence though. Um, so my favorite question is, do you have a favorite subcategory of cozies that you enjoy more than others? There are so many like animal, craft, hobby, food. Um, and are there certain things that you look for in the cozies that you pick up? Are you just like, I'm picking all of them up? <laughs> oh my goodness. You're getting into like the really hard hitting questions. now. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, I do just have to like comment on what you said about having the side characters be your favorite part of cozies because same like for me it's being able to immerse myself in the community and follow all the subplots and the side characters it's like being on the set of like Gilmore Girls right like that's kind of what a cozy feels like so yes 100% agreed about that I am such a mood reader that I can't say I have a favorite subgenre. Like my favorite thing about cozies is no matter how moody my little reader heart gets there's something for me to read right like if I need a comfort read, then I'm probably going to pick up a baking cozy and, you know, I'll probably try to make one of the recipes in it as well and really just immerse myself in that. But I love when you do that. <laughs> On TikTok, you share it sometimes. I love it. Yeah, I do. I do. I don't make them by myself because I'm, I'm a terrible cook. My husband definitely does a lot of the, the grunt work when it comes to those mysteries, but, or those recipes, but it's so much fun. Um, so if you read cozies, like try to make the recipes, um, it, it's a blast. It's just like one more way to immerse yourself. In the story, um, if it's the fall, I'm probably reading like a witchy or a ghosty cozy because there's a whole bunch of those. And then if I want something more literary, then I'm probably going to pick up a millennial cozy that's got social issues that I care about um, and has more representation in it. So it's we've really got like the whole gamut. I feel like if I could only read one genre for the rest of my life, I could just read cozies and be perfectly entertained. So I don't have a favorite subcategory either. I tend to gravitate towards cozies usually in the summer and in the fall. Not really in the spring or winter for some reason, but, um, and then I read ones that like the cover looks like, ooh, that looks like summer to me. Like, um, it takes two to mango that one, that, that series I love. Um, so if it's set in summer, I'm like, I'm going to try it. Same thing with fall. I'm looking for those fall covers. Um, I love like a plot is murder by VM Burns. And so I just like read seasonally based rather than like, you know, subcategory based, but, um, I do read a lot of other genres. This isn't something I pick up often like you do. Um, but it's something that, like you said, there's something for everybody. I feel like if you have, like, if you're, if you knit yourself, there's tons of different series about knitting. If you, if you love cheese, there's, <laughs> there's a book for you. I feel like no matter what your like other hobbies are, there's one set in bookstores about reading and libraries. And so I just feel like no matter what your hobby is, it's in a cozy mystery somewhere. Yeah, I agree. And they're also a great way to like find new hobbies. Like there's knitting cozies that in the back, instead of having recipes, they have like 
patterns and how-to guides and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, they're so special. I feel like I wish more people would try them, but I could see them not being successful and not finding their niche right away type thing. So um, I like your comparison to romance that you know everything's going to be okay in the end and that there's something for everybody. You just got to keep looking, guys. Yeah, you just have to find the right one. And I do feel like the type of books you read, like there's a, like a gateway book to get you into the cozy mystery genre, but you definitely have to find the ones that are the right fit for you because there is just such a wide variety and not all of them are going to be the right fit for every reader. My um, next question is about how cozies have become so popular. They've kind of exploded onto the scene lately, or at least it feels like it to me because I've read, I read like one series, like I don't even know how long ago. And then I took a break from it for a while, started again. And then all of a sudden I'm like, all of you guys read cozies now? Like that used to not be a thing. So yes, they've always been around, but I feel like more and more readers are discovering them and it makes me so happy. What do you think, what do you attribute this to? Yeah, no, good question. Cause I, yeah, cozies are trending lately, which is fun for me to watch. Like I feel like I have so many more reader friends <laughs> now because so many people are reading cozies. Um, and there's a couple of reasons personally that I think have attributed to that. And the first is that it's become a more inclusive space. So we've had re uh, authors like Mia P. Manansala, who of course wrote Arsenic and Adobo, and whose books have done like tremendously well, like massive commercial success. And it's because they do include issues which speak to younger generations, and they've gotten us reading this genre that we all thought was like a grandma genre before, right? Like you said. So there's definitely that. And then we've got a lot of book influencers who started reading cozies in the last couple of years, a lot of booktubers, um, some who have been or will be on your podcast. Books and Lala has been experimenting with cozies. So that's done a lot. Um, and then there's been a lot of really big books that are getting mislabeled as cozies. But personally, I'm kind of okay with it because I see them as like, gateway books to get into cozy mysteries, right? So you've got like the Thursday Murder Club, I mentioned Dial A for Aunties or Finley Donovan is Killing It. Um, and those books really are like traditional mysteries, but readers pick them up and then they find that they like that lighter, like more fun puzzle solving kind of mystery. And so then they'll start picking up like actual traditional cozy mysteries as well. And um, for the record, I adore all of those books. Those are some of my favorites. So it's not a critique for me to say that they're not a cozy mystery, right? Like this, it's just the genre rules that they don't quite fall into. Um, and I even had like Jessie Q. Sutanto on my podcast a couple months ago, and she said that Vera Wong's unsolicited advice for murderers was her first cozy. So Dial A for Aunties is not a cozy. It is probably more of a caper. It's a lot of fun. There's a murder. There is a mystery. It's hilarious. It's romantic. So it's got a lot of elements of a cozy mystery, but it just doesn't conform with all the actual genre rules. But I love that book. I'm so grateful for all of those books and all the readers that they've brought into the community because it's been really, really cool to see. And I, you know, I personally am okay with that line between traditional and cozy being fuzzier and fuzzier. I, I like the inclusiveness. 
Yeah, just like with thrillers and mystery, they blur the lines all the time. Exactly. And people are like, this isn't a thriller. And they're like, well, it's a mystery thriller. Right. Yeah, mystery <laughs> so there's thriller. always those. <laughs> or it's like, a, or it's a thriller horror or whatever. So I feel like we're always blurring the lines and I'm okay with it too. Um, I think millennial cozy mysteries. That is my answer for why they've exploded onto the scene. Um, cover design, I think, plays a big role. I know a lot of people aren't drawn to the older traditional kind of cozy covers. I personally love them, but I know some people aren't. Um, and then big name publishers being involved, I think, helps people that, you know, they're used to to that publisher. So now they're doing cozies. Um, and then I know this is <laughs> controversial, but the size and shape of the book plays a big part and a big role. And like, cause, okay, yes, I have mass market paperback cozies on my shelf, but like, they're not my favorite. They're not easy to read for me, especially if they're like tightly bound. I just want to break that spine so much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think that kind of, and then the influencers and all the stuff that you said as well, obviously, um, affects it as well. So I'm just so glad more people are taking a chance on them, picking them up, picking up maybe a cozy-esque mystery, <laughs> you know, to the gateway cozy mysteries. Um, so last question before we jump into some springtime cozy recommendations. I know you've been working hard on your book. So I want you to tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So thank you for asking, first of all. Um, and before I like went down this rabbit hole of cozy mysteries, I was really into rom-coms. And so I was reading a ton of rom-coms. I wrote a couple of rom-coms myself. Um, I was agented for a while, mean, meaning I had a literary agent, but the books ultimately died on submission, so they didn't end up selling to publishing houses. So I... Um, posted them on Wattpad and they did amazing there. Like I think I ended up with about like 950,000 reads, which is incredible. Oh. And I am so grateful for that, but I don't get to have like a physical book that I hold in my hands, right? When I publish a book right. on Wattpad. So I, um, at the beginning, well, it was actually the end of last year. I was like in 2023, I am just gonna publish both of them. I wanna have these books on my shelf and just so I can kind of like, I don't know, like close that rom-com chapter of my life. So the first one is called Not If I Date You First, and it comes out in July, July 11th. And so excited. Yeah, I'm excited. My my sister-in-law did um, the cover art. So it's kind of like a, like a family project now. So it just feels really special, and I'm really excited. Um, and it's a paparazzi movie star rom-com, so it's light, it's romantic, and it's fun, but it also delves into conversations about, like, the ethics of being a paparazzo and the importance of celebrity privacy versus accountability and what it means to be a public figure today. So I'm excited for that. That's, that's going to be a fun, a fun day this year. Yeah, you have to go check out her TikTok. She shows you what the cover looks like. And there's just so much hype for it. I'm just, I'm so excited Thank for you, you that you set a goal and you're doing it. That's so exciting. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I'm really excited about it. Um, but yeah, I will, it will be definitely like a sigh of relief when I've got the book in my hands and it's kind of all, all done. Cause it's a lot of, it's a lot of work to get a book ready. Oh, I can't even yeah. imagine. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so now let's go ahead and jump into some recommendations. One thing that I know is kind of confusing um, to a lot of new cozy readers is that you can read books within a series out of order. Now me, I typically try not to do that <laughs> unless it's like a seasonal one, like a Halloween one or something within a season or something. But I, even then I'm like, mm, there's plenty others I can be reading. Um, but you can because the crime in the book is usually introduced and solved all within the same book. So keep that in mind that some of our recommendations might not be the first in a series. I believe mine are. But, you know, you can read them in any order. I agree that you can read them out of order, but I wouldn't. Um, because, <laughs> right. I mean, like we said earlier, right, the best part of a cozy is going to be, like, the community of characters, all of the subplots, the overarching character arcs, and those are going to stretch through the whole series. So if you pick up, like, a series at book five, you're going to get, like, one full complete mystery in that book, but you're going to miss out on all of the rest of the story that's happening. So... I personally wouldn't do it, but I know people who do. So that is, you know, do do whatever you feel like doing, whatever feels good to you. I just recommend starting at book one usually with Cozy Mystery Series. Yeah, because it introduces you to the yeah. sleuth and how they started doing this. You know, like, why are you doing yeah, this? Yeah, <laughs> and they all have, like, such tremendous, like, character growth that needs to happen throughout the series. And so if you start at, like, book 10, it's like, oh, that's cool. She's this person. But you haven't seen her become that person like she owns her own business yeah, now or yeah. whatever and her business is thriving now and you didn't get to see it when i was struggling so it just doesn't have the same impact if you start in the middle so all my recommendations are first books in series as okay, well great. um but with that said i did so i did like briefly touch on this book earlier and this is my favorite book i've read this year so far and it's Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers by Jesse Cusitanto. And I, I love this book. So it follows Vera Wong, who is running this forgotten tea house in Little Chinatown in San Francisco. And her shop is run down. She's feeling neglected by her son. She's widowed. And one morning she goes to open the shop and she finds a dead body inside. And Vera is, she is such a character. So she is just immediately convinced that she's going to do a better job solving this case than the police could possibly do. So she inserts herself in the investigation. She may tamper with the crime scene right off the bat to get some clues. And not only does she like question the suspects, but she inserts herself into their lives. Like she is at their house making them dinner questioning them about the murder and like she's making no secret of the fact that she suspects them of murder so she's like this overbearing aunt but like she loves these people right she loves these suspects and so like we as the readers also love these suspects so the stakes for all of us is like very very high but it's also like just really funny it's beautifully written it's very original and heartfelt and I just I adore it I can't recommend it enough Oh my goodness. Oh, I, I know this is just hurting my TV because <laughs> I was like, she's going to give me all the recs that I haven't read and I'm going to oh, want to read them all. That's, that's my fine. <laughs> Book pusher. Book pusher. Um, okay. So my first is the Record Shop Mystery Series. The first book is Vinyl Resting Place by Olivia Black. Um, Vinyl Resting Place blends murder, music, and macchiatos as Junie and her sisters, Taisy and Ma uh, Maggie, open a record slash coffee shop in Cedar River, Texas. 
Texas. After their grand opening party, they're cleaning up and closing things down for the night when they discover a dead body in the supply closet. As the victim is clutching one of their uncle's business cards, he's suspect number one. So there we go back. It's a family member. So they have to step in and do something. Um, But the women know that their uncle couldn't have had anything to do with this. Um, Could he? (laughs) Um, So with their uncle's freedom and the future of their small business on the line, it's up to them, like her and her sisters, to get in the groove and figure out who done it before the killer's trail and the coffee gets cold. I loved everything about this book, the sister dynamic, the family bond, the store, the store, um, the possible love triangle, which is also kind of another thing within cozies. There's always like the local person and then like the friend from the past or like the police guy or like, I don't know. So I love that too. Um, The fantastic names for the signature coffee drinks in this one I love as well. And then of course the mystery. I can't wait to continue in this series. Um, Book two, A Fatal Groove by Olivia Black is expected July 25th. So I will definitely be picking that up. Oh my gosh, I love that book. I love that book. I love everything that Olivia Black writes. Like, I... I think she just must be like a super cool person. Like I haven't talked to her yet, but I want to just because like you read about these characters and it's just like, man, these are like cool characters. Like I want to be these characters. (laughs) So let's see my next recommendation. Uh, So this is one of my very, very favorite cozy mystery series. I absolutely love it. It is the Sloan Cross Mysteries by Ellie Alexander. And so this is a beer cozy. So our amateur sleuth, Sloan Krauss, is a brewer. And she lives in a very real town called Leavenworth, Washington, which is a Bavarian-themed town outside of Seattle. And she's recently divorced from her husband, who she caught having an affair. And she started working at this new nitro brewery in town. And then, um, naturally, a dead body is found in the brewery. And her ex-husband becomes the main suspect, and because she is just an awesome person, and he's the father of her son, she jumps in to try to solve the case. And uh, this is one of those cozies that we kind of talked about that just has, like, incredible food descriptions and recipes, like, mouth-watering while you're reading this book. And I, like, I just think Ellie is the queen of foodie cozies, in my opinion. She also writes the Bake Shop Mysteries, which are phenomenal as well. Um... But so this series, like, I was so enchanted with the setting while I was reading it that my husband and I, like, I Googled it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a real place. And so my husband and I, like, booked a vacation there, like, that night. And yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's just as charming, like, in real life as it is in the book. It is so, so cute. And so this series was actually supposed to be over. Like, the publisher put an end to it after book five because the sales weren't where they wanted them to be, whatever arbitrary number they had in their minds, but the reader still wanted it. So Ellie has like gotten the rights back and now she is like indie publishing the rest of the series. And so um, I think it would be book number six and it just came out on March 21st. It's called Beer and Loathing and I loved loved it but this series absolutely is a great one to get into so if you're coming either from like a thriller space or a YA space like I feel like this is one that will appeal to all all readers yeah that one is so fun and you're the second person that has recommended that series to me so I think it's a sign yeah yeah (laughs) take this as your sign it's wonderful it is so fun and the romance in it is fantastic so 
Yeah, I love that. I love that you also went on a vacation there because of the book. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It was very random, but oh my goodness, it's one of my favorite vacations we've been on. Like if I could move anywhere in the world, it, it would be there. It's so great. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so my next recommendation is the first cozy mystery series that I ever read. Um, it is the High Heels Mystery Series. The first book is Spying in High Heels by Gemma Halliday. And this doesn't scream spring, but it was my first cozy mystery series. So you have to try it, guys. Um, so in this one, we have a struggling LA shoe designer, um, Maddie Springer, who lives her life by three rules, fashion, fashion, and fashion. But when her boyfriend suddenly disappears, along with 20 million in embezzled funds, her life takes an unexpected turn from Milano's to murder. So like I said, I know it doesn't scream spring, but here we are. I blew through these. I was reading them on my Kindle. I read one through six, like in a matter of like a couple days, even including the little Christmassy one, like 3.5. It's Christmas and High Heels is a short story. And then I read um, five and a half, The Honeymoon and High Heels, which is another short story. And then I read... <laughs> these numbers 5.75 sweetheart in high heels which is a novella um and it was my first attempt at cozies and i marathoned them so fast like back to back that i immediately fell in love with the genre because they were so easy to read so fun the quirky characters just the setup like okay who's like your boyfriend's gonna go missing and 20 million dollars so it was just so much fun um so if you don't typically read cozies, I think you could like read these very fast. And I believe the series is finished. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's only 13 books. So I know that sounds like a lot if you're not used to cozy mysteries, but it's done. So you know, like you have this whole series to read. Oh, so good. That sounds so fun. I'm going to add that one to my TBR. So you're you're making my TBR grow as well. That kind of gives me like Alexis Rose vibes for some reason, which I'm always here for. So one of my other very favorite series is the Family Skeleton series by Lee Perry. So this series follows a college adjunct professor, Georgia Thackeray, and her teenage daughter who moved back to Georgia's parents' house while she's teaching a semester at the local university. Uh, but the most interesting part of this series is George's best friend, Sid, who happens to be a literal skeleton that lives in her parents' attic. And that sounds silly, and like, it is silly, but it's like, this book is funny in like a Gilmore Girls kind of funny, right? So Sid is just like such a great friend. He has so much depth. He's hilarious, and he teams up with Georgia to try and solve, like, his own murder throughout the series while they're also, like, solving other murders that pop up within their communities that they visit while Georgia's teaching at various universities um, in the area. But, like, the writing of this is so smart, and it is so witty, and I just, like, I cannot get enough of these books. These are ones that I reread over and over and over again. Um, and Lee Perry, she also was on the podcast, and she is besties with Charlene Harris, who wrote, of course, the True Blood series. And if you read, like, this book and you've read True Blood or are familiar with it at all, like, that totally makes sense. Like, this is very clean and cozy, but it's got, like, that same, like, smart, funny humor and just, like, the charm. Um, and, like, it, it sounds weird, but this is the one book that I'm like, everyone should read this book who's interested in cozy mysteries because it, it is seriously like so 
fun and heartwarming and like the characters are just absolutely lovable like if you like Lorelai and Rory like I swear they're in this book. Oh my goodness. That definitely adding it to the list. All right. My next recommendation you've mentioned already, but Shady Hollow. I mean, it's the perfect spring recommendation because of all of the little woodland creatures. Um, so you've already talked about it, so I won't really like rehash that, but um, there's three books out right now, plus a little short story. And then the fourth book, um, Twilight Falls, is expected in November. The last book that I wanted to recommend is Bored to Death by CJ Connor. And this one doesn't actually come out until August, and it is a cozy mystery. So it's a queer, cozy mystery. Oh, yes. I love so that. So excited to see more of those being published, like about time. Um, but this book follows a board game shop owner named Ben Rosencrantz, and he's struggling to keep his shop afloat when a local rare game collector offers him a strategy to get his hands on this extremely valuable game. But the collector, naturally, is found dead behind Ben's dumpster a few days later, and a backpack full of $100 bills shows up on Ben's doorstep. So naturally, he becomes the number one suspect, and he has to clear his name. And it's just really fun. It's definitely got, like, the puzzle-solving kind of cozy mystery vibe that I really enjoy. It's inclusive, and it's also set in my hometown of Salt Lake, so that was fun for me <laughs> to read about. I have never read a, like, board game. Yeah, me either. Before. Yeah, this is the first the first oh, one that I I'm so excited. As soon as you said board games, I was like, <laughs> yes, because I love board I games. Too. I do too. They're like my favorite thing on the weekend is board games. So... I oh I'm excited about that yeah. one yay so you got an early copy that's I know amazing. I know I know so I feel bad like teasing it right now but I also don't because I want this book to have like all of the yes. hype it deserves it and also I want yeah this book absolutely to do really well so that publishers can see that there is room for LGBTQI plus yes books in this cozy mystery genre and we want more of them so Yes, we do. I love that you did that. So <laughs> most people have at least not read that one. So yeah. if nothing else, look forward yep, to that in definitely. August. Um, okay, my last one that I'm going to recommend is the Camper and Criminals Cozy Mystery Series. The first book being Beaches, Bungalows, and Burglaries by Tanya Capis. Uh, this one has my whole heart. I think, honestly, this is probably... I don't know. I can't choose. I have so many favorites, but this is like definitely a favorite, favorite, mm -hmm. favorite. Um, so we have Mae West, who <laughs> just her name, the whole thing, it just cracks me up. Okay, so she has this plush lifestyle in the big city of New York, and it comes to a screeching halt after the FBI raids her mansion and arrests her husband, Paul West, for a Ponzi scheme that ripped people out of millions of dollars. So she finds herself homeless, friendless, and penniless. All she has left is the keys to a camper and a rundown campground in normal Kentucky immediately the small town vibes and the people at the campground and just the people of normal Kentucky fit into the story. I don't, I don't think this is a real place, but it feels like it in my heart. And also the laundry club and the ladies who help May 
became my favorite part of the story. Like, I'm like, I'm part of the laundry club. My name is Gwen. Thanks for inviting me to the laundry club. Um, There's nothing quite like moving to a new town and immediately making new friends. And May and her new friends are fixing up the campground and a detective pulls up questioning May about her ex-husband's whereabouts and like, isn't he supposed to be in prison? Apparently he broke out of jail and the detective assumed he would head to the campground. And yep, now we have a dead body and we have to figure out how her ex escaped, who killed him, and also fix up the campground too, which is super fun. I just, oh, I love that one so much. I am right there with you. Like that is one of my favorite cozy series as well. I I adore it. Um, I always push that one as like Shit's Creek in a campground. I love it so much. I have adored talking to you about cozy mysteries. That wraps up and concludes our little beginner's guide to cozy mysteries. Um, check out Christy's podcast for sure. She has authors on all of the time. Also, I'm gonna put her book information in the show notes. But thank you for joining me for today's episode. I had so much fun chatting with you. Oh my goodness. Thank you. You are a fabulous, fabulous podcast host. And I so appreciate you inviting me to be on your show. Of course, I'll have to have you back. Maybe we'll have to do like fall cozy mystery racks or something like that. Yes, let's absolutely do that. Talk Bookish to Me is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you book discussions, recommendations, and literary topics galore. Rate and review the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Be sure to tag at Talk Bookish Podcast and at Lavender Mud in your listening selfies and stories on Instagram. The link for Patreon is in the show notes along with Christy's social media. Until next time, happy reading! Happy reading!